Great day, amazing humans. Yes, welcome to Empowered in My Skin, the podcast. We feature guests of varying backgrounds and lived experiences to share their empowering stories, knowledge, and insights. Our goal is for you, the listener, to fill your mind with empowering content to further empower your human. I'm your host, Inkeeching Waffle Robinson, and founder and CEO of Empowered in My Skin, Inc. I'm an award-winning technology executive, having been awarded Most Powerful Women in Canada Top 100 by the Women's Executive Network, WXN, in 2020. But that's not all. I'm a proud author, an international federation of bodybuilding pro athlete, an inspirational speaker, and viral sensation with speeches that have been viewed over 10 million times worldwide. I trust that you are already feeling empowered. So please listen, leave a review, share the podcast, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. For now, I'm your girl. Let the show begin. Great day, amazing humans. Yes, welcome to the next episode of Empowered of My Skin the podcast. Oh my gosh. I have, I have an amazing guest here today. He, 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 he is the co-founder of Happily Married Couples along with his wife, Stefana, who share a message of hope for marriages and families through speaking, writing, and coaching. Their mission is to help couples to cultivate a marriage worth celebrating and establish meaningful influence in the lives of their children as it applies. Their desires for God to use their story as a couple as one of hope and inspiration to other marriages. So you can imagine we've never really covered the, the topic of marriage on the podcast, why we're delving into relationships today. But for now, put your ears together, put, give them a big podcast. Welcome to Jackie Bledsoe. <laughs> hey, 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 that is awesome. Uh, I want to talk about to you about hiring you to announce me every time where I go from now on after this. So that was an awesome introduction. I think we have a couple of this that we could probably share, share service on. So yeah, for sure. So, awesome. um, so to get us started, given the backdrop of the global pandemic, um, there seems to also be a relational pandemic, right? Um, and one's relationship with self and by extension, one relationships with a partner with some countries reporting an increase in divorces and separations. So my first question to you is like, what does it mean to have a thriving marriage? Wow. Great question. Uh, well, one, uh, a thriving marriage is not a couple who is perfect. Mm. So that's the first thing. Let's mm. get that out of the way. So it's, it's not the Instagram couple. It's not the Facebook couple. It's not what you see on social media. Uh, which we all post our best and, and most uh, amazing moments. Uh, but a, a thriving couple is a couple who, who goes through a lot, just like everybody else who's been ups and downs, uh, but they're committed. Uh, they've said yes to each other. They said yes to marriage and the union of it and upholding it and respecting it and honoring it. And no matter what it is, their backs against the wall, when they're high, when they're low, uh, they're going through things together and growing closer to one another as well. So that's what I would describe just off the top of my head as a thriving couple is somebody who's been there, done that, been through stuff, going through stuff, but like we're in this together. We're going to make this thing work. 
And 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 so my next question then is to is I want you to talk a little bit about who you are and how you got there because did you always like did you go into your relationship saying oh this is gonna be a thriving marriage or did you first had to like who who is Jackie and and who were you when you showed up to your to your marriage and 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 how's that influenced the level of thrive? Yeah, no, we had we had no clue what we were getting into when we said I do, and so I'm not alone. To- <laughs> no, not at all. We had no clue at all. And and even to this day, we, we weren't even marriage was not on either one of our minds. And what we teach today to couples, we don't we say don't do what we did, basically, because we did it all backwards. But, um, you know, we've been married over 20 years. And we when we were married, we actually came into marriage with our daughter. Our daughter was 10 months old. And so we were in a relationship that we were doing things and uh, our a, a baby, a child came out of it and we weren't sure what to do. And so we that wasn't the reason we got married, but it was a big portion of it. Mm-hmm. And so when we were married, we were young kids mm-hmm. with a 10 month old child and trying to raise a child and be married and be happily married mm-hmm. and learn who we are. Mm-hmm. And it was rough. It was like a combustible situation. So that first year or two uh, was very, very rough as we were trying to figure it out. And we quickly realized that we can't do this thing on our own. Mm-hmm. And fortunately we were able to get some help uh, through some other couples who had been there, who had done that, who would, what we would describe as a thriving or happily married couple. Mm-hmm. And that changed the trajectory of where we were going in marriage. Cause we were not going in the right way, in the right direction. And we were not going to end well if we kept going on that path in that type of scenario though i always like to say my you know even if i think about my marriage like we were both humans are flawed we were both flawed and how how can a couple become whole themselves already in a relationship like how do you do that yeah, it was challenging for us. And I think it's an ever, it's it's a constant process of learning who you are. Because as we look back at it, you know, um, my Stefana was, uh, she was still in college. Uh, she was, uh, oh, you're we really were, young. Yeah, we were, we were really young. <laughs> I had just graduated. Let me see a couple years out of college. So we were babies, we were kids and we're still learning each other. You know, it was, it was our, my first time being in a city other than college uh, and being in a city on my own. So I'm trying to figure out how to learn. I've, I've got a job. I'm trying to work and trying to navigate those situations. Uh, I was a basketball player since I was three years old, played through college. So it's the first time I wasn't an athlete. So now I've got a different, you know, I'm no longer an athlete. Now, who am I? You know, I didn't know. Uh, so it was all these different things coming together. And I think it just takes some intentionality of really studying, you know, yourself. We always talk about in, in, in my book, The Seven Rings of Marriage, the discovering is the third ring. Mm-hmm. And in that ring, we are not only discovering, you get married and you're like, okay, I didn't know this person was really like that or like this, but you also learn who you really are as well as you are now forced to face some different things and not just be about yourself. And so I think it's just a process. And then over time, you begin, you, you start to be intentional about that process. At first, you're just discovering stuff as it happens. Like, oh, wow. I didn't realize that about her or about me or about marriage. And now you're like, okay, why am I dealing with this? Why am I feeling this thought or emotion that I'm going through? Why am I reacting this way? And you become a student of yourself. You become a student of your spouse. Mm -hmm. You become a student, in this case, a student of marriage. Um, We always are striving to be lifelong learners. And we try to teach our kids the same thing. Mm -hmm. So you've written a book, right? The Seven Rings of Marriage. Did you write that book as you were freaking things out or when you figure things out. 
Yeah, we were in the midst. We were, I would say, um, you know, my leadership style is, is the, the struggle. I'm, I'm a, in the trenches with you. So like this that. book <laughs> came about um, actually through, uh, I was a freelance writer at the time and I was writing for a bunch of different uh, pl- platforms and sites. And I was writing a lot on marriage and I had to write a, a, a post one time for another site. And then I sat down and we were just kind of going through our seasons, our marriage mm-hmm. and like, okay, what have we gone through? Mm-hmm. Um, I got this analogy about rings of marriage and I was like, let me kind of flesh this out. And so we just really, my Stephanie and I just sat down and it's like, okay, what happened at this stage, at this stage and put it all together. And we used to play on words of rings. And so, um, we were still in the midst of it. We were learning, we were growing, we had been through a lot already. Um, and we were at this, the seventh ring, which is the mentoring where we were helping other couples, um, through my writing and through the platform. And also just through couples that we were kind of coaching or working with on one-on-one basis. Uh, but it wasn't like, oh, we, we've got everything together. We're perfect. And that's the beauty about marriage in itself. Yeah. And even the seven rings is like, we're, you're not done. Yeah, it's <laughs> you are going to continue to need to grow and learn and vi- revisit some of these rings and develop the skills that will help you to continue to grow in your marriage together. So then continuing on that vein, thinking about the global pandemic, is there anything else that you would add? Global pandemic. <laughs> I'm thinking about <laughs> where we were at the time. When it was when it really hit and nobody knew what in the world this was and what was going on, we were all stuck and shut in. So let me let me be my my honest. My first thought was, thank you, <laughs> because we were so busy at the time that we needed to force ourselves to shut down. Mm-hmm. And so Stefan is always like, he can be a homebody. He doesn't have to go anywhere. I was so happy. But then after you know that we didn't have to go anywhere, games were canceled, schedules were, you know, all that stuff was shut down on the calendar. But then after a while, I'm like, man, this is kind of crazy. Um, now I'm ready to get out. You know, I can't do anything. We can't go here. We can't live life normal. So all those things that either we hadn't addressed or forgotten about started to surface mm. in our relationship with each other, as well as with our kids. So our kids were, were in there as well. Our, our daughter was with us. We were just all in there a little bit going crazy. And so that pandemic forced us to have conversations and face things that we had neglected to, um, or didn't realize we were. And so I would imagine that other couples mm. and we realized that we're doing the same thing. So we actually did a, started doing a daily Facebook live, mm. uh, because couples were in the same position and they didn't know what to do. So we gave them an outlet, gave them a little information to kind of help them. But, um, pandemic changed things. Uh, and yes, there were divorces and sadly abusive things that were uh, as a result in many relationships, mm. But at the end of the day, it was kind of a cleansing and kind of seeing where you are. And now you've got to accept that, make some adjustments and grow from it as a couple and as an individual. So mm-hmm. it was not a, it seemed fun for me at first, but it got challenging. But I think at the end result was some growth and yeah. not glad that we yeah. went through it. I wish we didn't have to, but glad of the results that came as a result. And so one of the themes I've actually been picking up, it sounds like, you know, in terms of if you're growing together, that's a great indicator that probably can continue to stay together and grow together. So what are some of those things that we should ask ourselves or ask our partners or engage in conversation to know where a relationship needs to go or grow? Yeah, I think just there's some red flags that, okay, we're in some trouble is the communication. Um, we, we, we teach um, 
we speak with family life, weekend of remembers. And one of the things that we teach uh, when we do those talks is about a communication scale levels one through five. And as we're trying to grow from really not talk sharing at all, all the way down to transparently sharing who we are. Um, and there's different levels in there. When you're stuck at a certain level and you're not willing to get beneath the surface and share your emotions and your feelings and, and your thoughts and who you really are, then that's a red flag that, okay, why are we not doing that? Um, but also, you know, really at the end of the day, when you committed to marriage, we, there's a foundation that you have to set. And for us, our foundation is set on biblical principles. Okay. What would, you know, Christ have us to do? How did he set up marriage? How we're supposed to do that? So you have to revisit that mm. when you see that that's what will continue to keep you growing. And then you measure yourself against that. You know, how am I responding to these situations? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm choosing, and this, this isn't always, sometimes you want to be feeling the same thing. You want to feel love, but sometimes you're choosing to love Mm -hmm. because as you mentioned earlier, we're all flawed. So your spouse is flawed, you're flawed. So you got two flawed individuals that are coming together that always don't make it easy to love them. Mm -hmm. And so in those situations, you got to choose to love. And now that is your choice. That's something that you hold on to. But yes, there are different things. You know, my a mentor and friend of mine always talks about sex. And he's like, you know, that is a good indicator. Mm-hmm. And it seems obvious sex doesn't make your marriage, but it is when you are connecting as a couple, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, then that is a natural expression to come together as one like that. So when you're not doing that, some, there's a connection off yeah, somewhere definitely. and you got to revisit it. Um, sex is not going to bring that connection, but the connection will bring this bring sex. If that makes sense, it's like a celebration. Mm-hmm. So just look at those things, your communication, your intimacy, um, what you committed to and what that foundation is rooted in. Mm-hmm. Have you drifted from that? You know, in business, we talk about what's your why, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes as a, as an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, the hustle of trying to make sure the business stays afloat mm-hmm. and why it becomes focused on money, mm-hmm. but that's not usually why you started the business yeah. and that can get you off track. But when you revisit that, why yeah. now you can continue to get back on the right track and write that ship and make sure this is worthy of continuing. Am I, is that why still my, why is it still yeah. important to me? So there's an, in a relationship, there is importance too to hold yourself accountable and to do your own self growth in this, than any other. So my question to you here is, is it a necessity for them to bring their partner along or do they go and do that work themselves and hope for the best? Yeah. I think you're always working on yourself uh, because at the end of the day, you can't control uh, your partner, your spouse, anybody else's actions or their decisions or their thoughts. So it starts right there. Um, but then I also think you have to engage them at, at some point and um, in, in, in taking care of yourself and handling your actions. Sometimes you can influence them and they can recognize and that start to change. But there are marriages where one spouse in in this particular season is working hard on the marriage and on themselves and the other's not. Those are hard. Uh, But again, that's where your choice is. Okay, here's the choice that I'm going to choose to do. And there may be times where you have to go and get help, um, which we highly suggest and not just get help when you're in trouble, but get coaching, counseling, even when you're not in trouble. So that way you are prepared for it. Uh, It's like, having the conversation uh, with your kids in the moment when they've done something, it's going to be harder re- to receive. Mm-hmm. But if you have that conversation, when things are going well, then that thing comes as a result. And then you can refer back to without the emotion being set in and they're, they're looking at you like you're only having this conversation and I'm frustrated because I did this or you're disappointed mm-hmm. with me in this area. Um, so work on yourself mm-hmm. and, and, um, but not in an isolated thing, meaning mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm gonna work on myself. I don't care what they do. 
you're working on yourself, but you're still trying to pursue oneness. You're still trying to come closer to your spouse and you guys come together in your marriage. And, but just keep in mind that you can't control that. So do whatever you can get help, ask them to get help, uh, meaning therapy, counseling, or things like that. Mm -hmm. But um, you can't give up on it because your spouse is not growing or attempting to grow at the Mm -hmm. same rate that you are. Early in my relationship, and I heard you hear the word therapy, you always think that it's because there's a problem. But I love what you say that therapy should just could be something that you just do to always stay well. Yeah. And maybe in your experience, do more more couples have the thought that therapy is for when things are bad versus uh, an opportunity to stay well and healthy in a relationship? Definitely. Um, I think it's a big stigma, uh, but I think it is starting to change a little bit because of not just in marriage, but because of the mental health stuff that's mm-hmm. going on through the mm-hmm. pandemic. And people are starting to see um, therapy and counseling as something that is, is not necessarily that stigma, that negative thing. But we were exactly the same way. We were we were like, you know, we didn't understand if someone was early on in our marriage, somebody's getting counseling, that's probably not a good thing. But that couple that I said we connected with early on in our marriage actually became our marriage counselors. Mm-hmm. They were mentors, counselors, and we would go to them when we were in trouble. And that changed our percept, uh, perception of what it was to get help and made us realize like, man, we need this. Because think about it, the most, the, the healthiest people are continually going to professional. If you're healthy and you're in, you know, physically, you're getting a doctor or some professional to give you advice, to let you know if you're going in the wrong direction, if you know you need to make changes mm-hmm. in business, you get um, coaches, mentors, people that can pour into you. It can point out, okay, you're yes. off track or do this as professional athletes. I'm a big uh, sports fan, play basketball, as I mentioned um, that you are, every professional athlete not only has a coach of their team, most of them have a trainer or an individual coach as well. So if that is the, uh, the way to success in all the other areas of the world, why would we not do that in marriage? I love that analogy. I'm like, I'm writing that, write that down listeners, write that one down. That is a great, I never even thought about, I actually, truth. I never thought about that analogy. Yeah. Wow. Every area we got coaches and, and someone pouring into us and leading us, but marriage, we think it's a bad thing. That makes no sense. Or even in our personal lives, we think it's a bad thing. No, yeah, that makes no sense to, for that, it to be a bad thing. That's a great way to break the stigma. That's a great way to break the stigma. I love that. So is there really such a thing as having a divorce proof marriage? I believe so. Um, I, I believe one, like, broke down where our foundation, our foundation is rooted in what God says about marriage. And that's the commitment that we have. Um, So at that sense, we've got that started right there. And then we continue to grow and and continue to pursue each other. But when we put him at the center, Mm -hmm. then he enables us to do things that are naturally difficult for us. It's hard to love a person who's not lovable right now. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's hard to, you know, be, be slow to speak and quick to listen Mm -hmm. on our own. But through him and bringing him into the situation, then he gives us the power to do that. He gives us um, just what we need in this particular situation. So I think that first, you got to have some sort of foundation that you both can agree on. For me and my wife, that's what it is, our relationship with Christ. Um, So we know when we have a problem, when we have disagreements, when we're at opposite ends of the spectrum, at the end of the day, that's the one thing that we're going to agree on. We're going to find out what the direction we should take based on what it says in the Bible about marriage, what we know, what we've been taught, what we've learned. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's there. So we've got that common ground. We've got that foundation to build off of. Now, the next step is that we just know that we are going to have to continually and intentionally pursue oneness and pursue each other. Mm-hmm. 
we're not going to be able to just drift into this happily married couple mm-hmm. or this thriving marriage, mm-hmm. but it's going to take us to work. And there's going to be things that oppose us, whether that be sometimes it feels like kids, uh, just life in general, external situations, a pandemic, mm-hmm. health crises, whatever it may be. We just know that we're committed to come together as one, get direction from God and work on it together. So I, I gosh, that's, I feel like you're schooling me right now, but um <laughs> You know, I've listened to a number of your podcasts and you talk a lot with couples who are entrepreneurs, right? Um, And I was actually looking for episodes that were more like, you know, my, my sort of my configuration, you know, my husband, I'm a career, I'm, you know, obviously I have a career and I also have a side hustle and then he has, he's a business, small business owner. And so when you have that, right, so I have my career, I have the side business and he has, so all three different type of entities, you know, what's your advice to, you know, couples that have that type of configuration in terms of how they can find common ground and, and because especially his business, it's restaurant, 18 hour days, long, long, you know, I have my own big, huge commitments. So what are some strategies to find, um, community, like common unity, yeah, as far as working together or just Work, tying yeah, together. working together, like tying in two things that are really truly separate and different passions. Yeah, so bringing, yeah, finding some type of commonality with their passions. Yeah, I, I was a big, um, I'm a big person that believes in like family business and I love the aspect that family business, husband and wife working together, kids mm-hmm. boomed up to work as well. And so for a, a while, until I started interviewing these couples, uh, I was like, we, you know, we're in business together. We got to do everything together. We got to function this way. We, everybody's got to be on the board. Then I realized that, you know, Stefana, she doesn't have the same passion for entrepreneurship and those things as I do. Mm-hmm. And so Meech was trying, I was trying to force her into that. And so I realized that up to a degree, she's got to kind of get in where she fits in. So yeah, if that is not her passion, then how do we coexist and how do we work together, especially in the thing that is like our business is marriage. And so how do we do that? One of the best ways we do that is to have continual conversation about it. So we got to talk about it. We got to share. It. And I would say, put that on a calendar. And that's the second point is calendaring these things. Okay. How do we come together so we can talk about all the different things going on? you know, his business, your career, your side hustle. Okay. What are all these? And what are some common areas that we can function together? How can I support him in this? Even if it's not getting actively or directly involved Mm -hmm. in day-to-day stuff, that is something that your husband is involved. So how do I support it now? Same thing with you. You're doing side hustle. You got your career. How can he get involved in the, in the, even if it's a passive way to come along and support you uh, in those areas, but it starts with the open communication, mm-hmm. continual communication. And then I think the next thing is to start calendaring those things, calendar mm-hmm. the communication through meetings and calendar the different things that are going on. So that way, you know, okay, this is what he's got going on here. I need to clear my schedule so mm-hmm. I can support him mm-hmm. or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Or, okay, she's got this going on. She's doing this by herself. She's solopreneur. She's hustling. How can I do something that will lighten the load for her during this? Uh, there's no cookie cutter function to, especially with what you guys are doing, multiple different things. But I've learned from those couples that I had a conversation with, uh, those interviews on our podcast is that they're not going to be necessarily cut from the same cloth as far as their drive Mm -hmm. and interests and passions, but they are aligned and they are one due to 
their marriage. So when one spouse is in entrepreneurship or starts a business, that other part, one is part of it. When one is in ministry, the others, it doesn't mean they're actively doing something every day, but there are ways they can support one another in the process. And it, again, I think it comes down to the hallmark of communication. And, yep. and But in this particular case, then it's also incumbent on each of us to express how the other can support. I'm, I'm assuming there's some yep. of that, you know, and I, I think the, what comes to me is, sh- is moving aside pride or, mm, you know, yep. ego and being willing to be vulnerable to say, Hey, these are the areas where I could really use some help. And, yep. and then I, I'm assuming that's kind of where that can go as I was, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to yeah, and- work that out of my <laughs> Yeah. And we've had conversations too. Uh, Stefan and I, where I was like, okay, babe, I really need some help with this. And she just was real. I was like, I don't feel strong in that area. And it's hard when I do it and then you critique it. So I had to realize, okay, I've got to either not say, put that on her because it's already a stressful situation. Or if I give her the task or the, whatever it is to do, do that, that's it. She got, she's her creativity, her run, it got done. And, and I got to pick and choose what the most important thing it is. Is it for it to be done like this, how I would have done it, or is it just to be done so I can focus in this area that only I can do? I'm laughing because, because <laughs> the other day I, I tied up my husband's, like we have a walk-in closet and he has his side, and I took the time to like fold everything nicely and put it in. And I said, yo, I, when he came home, I was like, yo, dude, can we just make a, a pact, you know, for one week, can it just stay like neat you know and then he says i will do my best and then i said can you do better than your best and he's like how can i do better than my best he's like how is that possible right right but in my in my head i was like but your best is not like so yeah so it's it's exactly that right like once you get i will do my best it's about being able to say Okay, I appreciate that. Your best you're right, is you're enough, right? right? <laughs> anyway, um, what's one encouraging thought that you like to leave for couples who are going through challenges, um, you know, especially in these times, and who are committed to journeying this life together? Yeah, I would just say um, don't give up. And I'll kind of elaborate on that. The seven rings of marriage is different seasons of marriage. And what we found out before we wrote it was that we think one particular season or stretch of our marriage was our marriage in its entirety that this is the way it was is and will always be that's not correct so if you're in a tough stretch now that is not where you will always be Mm -hmm. so be encouraged continue to pursue oneness with your spouse and continue to work on yourself and do the things that you know because most of us know what to do in marriage Mm -hmm. this is a choice Mm -hmm. continue to choose to do those things which are going to lead to you and your spouse coming together Mm -hmm. And, as, and, you know, I should have asked you this earlier to def- what, you know, how, do you, how does Jackie define oneness? Yeah, great, great said question. A number one, of times, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oneness is just us pursuing each other and coming together as one in, uh, the, uh, you know, we mentioned the one earlier. Physically, we can, but we're also connected emotionally. Mm-hmm. We're also connected spiritually. We're also connected intellectually. Mm-hmm. So just really, you are functioning as one in marriage. You're, you're um, <laughs> I, I don't know if I should use this or not, but I was watching Bel Air, uh, a big Will Smith fan. After I read his books, I was watching Bel Air and Uncle Phil was talking to one of the kids and I think it was Carlton. And he said, did you check with mom on that? And he and Uncle Phil came back. He's like, you know, me and your mom move as one and all these things. So it was just a given 
that they are functioning as one. It ain't mom said this and dad said something different. If they've said something to you, they've already come together on it, or they know that this is how the other will make this decision and move forward with it. So that is one that's where it's like, there ain't no, well, let me go check and see. Cause you know, kids will play you against each other. Let me ask mom this and let me ask dad that. Well, they should know by the way we carry ourselves that we move as one, whatever it is that we're doing. Wow. That's a level of synergy, man. Thank you for Uncle. Uh, you got to thank Uncle Phil and Bel Air for yeah, that. One. Yeah, yeah, that's a, level, that's a level of synergy. <laughs> if you have an empowering story that you love to share, that you think can serve a good amount of people and listeners, um, you know, I'd love to love. I love to give you some airtime. Yeah, that is a, that is a great question. I feel like we, we there might be a whole. <laughs> I may take up the rest of the time with this one, <laughs> but I'll, no, I'll I'll share this. Um, and this is. Um, so we're, right now we're in 2022. This is summer of 2021. And we had this amazing opportunity <clears throat> to go to um, the Grand Cayman, Grand Cayman as a family. And we were going, all five of us, we've got three kiddos from now from age 21 to 12. They were 20 to 11 at the time. And this was to spend, it was for an event that I was, I was speaking, was leading an event and all of the kids, you know, me and family business and working together, all the kids and then Stefana as well, we're all going to have a role in the event. It was a uh, five day event plus um, I preached on Sunday. Never preached before. That was my first official sermon. Um, but uh, and then we did another camp the next week. So I was like gung ho excited. And so here we are, and we are our whole spring is geared up to that. Getting passports, getting um, COVID, you know, checks and passing all that because nobody was allowed in the country to have exceptions. So we were one of the exceptions to get all five of us there. And we get to the day that we're supposed to fly there. And because of COVID, there's only one connecting flight once a week that goes into Cayman. And we missed our first flight out of our hometown. And so basically that means it's a, we, would, we would have to wait another, you know, several days before we could get there, which means we, we had to quarantine when we got there. We're going to miss the entire week or first, first week of the, the main camp. So much money, so much time, so much manpower had already been invested. And so we were like, you know what? I had to walk away from the kids in the airport because I was going to start crying because I'm like, man, I just messed it up. We have geared up our whole summer for this. They're ready for 28 days there. They're going to serve together. And so um, I didn't know what to do. So I'm just praying. I was like, what are we going to do? And then I just got this sense in, in, in my spirit that um, he said it, it will be done. Because I knew this was something that he had already spoken. God had already spoken to me years ago that we were going to serve around the world. We're going to serve and change the hearts and the directions of families, not just ours and not just our extended family in our local area, but all over. So I knew this was part of it. And so at that point, I just had to get that resolved. It's like, I do not see how this thing is going to work out. There's no possible way. There was one possible flight that was going to get us to Miami to our connection flight, but it wasn't guaranteed that we were going to make it because it was, just, it was like a 30, 45 minute window. Uh, and you can't get to Miami and go through customs mm -hmm. typically in 30, 45 minutes. So I just resolved to do that. So we actually shelled out some thousands of dollars <laughs> on the spot to give that, to get those tickets, to make that flight and everything that could have went wrong, went wrong between that moment that we paid that money to get down there. But somehow we just can, we all had the same thing that if he said it, it will be done. Yeah, yeah. And so we kept taking the next step and the next step and the next step to the point where <laughs> just too much. I've actually recorded a YouTube video about it, but it's too much to go into, but from flight delays to making our 11 year old hold the, he couldn't go to the bathroom. Cause we were not going to 
what to um, my my wife having to go back through customs because she had a little bit of water. Oh. She had to go all the way out, not just pour it out, but go all the way out and get in line again. <sighs> there were so many things that went went wrong, but we just kept taking the next step and the next step and the next step until we got on that last plane, the connecting flight, barely, which happened to be a few minutes delayed, and then make it into <laughs> Grand Cayman. So my my empowering statement is. If it is something that is in your spirit, is in your heart, uh, especially if something that you believe God has commissioned and called you to do, it will be done. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what happens yeah. on the way there. You keep taking the faithful steps that show that you know in your heart that it will be done too. I love that. I often say very similar, your eyes will see the things he said. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so I'm going to take you through some rapid thrivers. Mm-hmm. Um, when you think of someone who inspires you, who comes first to mind and why? Who comes to mind first and why? Wow. Um, that's a great question. And, and, and I'm stumped right now. Um, I'm sure there's some, there's plenty of people in my mind. I will say um, right now, I'm uh, just in the moment. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say two people. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to say Will Smith and TD Jakes. Okay. Um, I, I, I love them both. Yeah. Love them both. Watch Mill Swift and all his movies, but I read his book and I did not know things about him that I found in this no, book that inspired me. TD Jakes learned his story. Amazing. Yeah. Love it. Both. I, I reckon I'm both of them. I listen to them every single day. What is a yep. daily activity, Jackie, that helps you with your thrive? Uh, it's my morning routine. Uh, okay. I got, I got, it's called prepare. Uh, it's an acronym and I do a certain amount of things, certain specific things every P is morning. Pray? What'd you say? P is pray. P is pray. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yep. Pray, read, um, uh, it, it's, ex, uh, I'm not exalt, uh, excerpt where I pull out an excerpt one, I write down one sentence of whatever I read, mm. uh, P R E P. And the next one is praise where I just write down gratitude. Mm. Uh, then I do my affirmations, uh, and then I, uh, ready myself for the day, which is basically write my top three, my big three tasks. And then last is eat and exercise. Oh, I love that. Eat and exercise. I'm just curious because sometimes people just need to know how long does that take you? I can do it in as little as 15 minutes. And sometimes if I've just got time and I just, and I'm just in the moment, I have gone up to 30 minutes or even an hour. Um, my, my, the exercise routine is usually what took the longest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's, you know, 30 minutes, but I figured out a way that I can get a seven to 10 minute workout in. Um, and all those other things I, I, you mentioned in our pre-talk, the Bible app, you version Bible app versus the day. Yeah. That's many times will be my reading. Yeah. Uh, I have my journal. I'll write down one statement from what I read yeah. my affirmations. I've got them ready. And I have, I typically do my big three the night before. So I'm just confirming that yeah. that is nothing has changed. I love so that. I love yep. that. And that, I think the execution is something like I read in, in uh, Brenny Brown's Daring Greatly, which says the 60 you don't is better than the 10 minutes you do. And that's why I'm a total, t- I constantly tell people have a, have a routine, have a morning yep. routine because it could be as long as an hour and a half. And some days <laughs> it could be 10 minutes, but at yep. least it keeps you in, yeah, in flow. I love yep, that. Thank you it. for sharing that. What is yeah, a book? Pleasure. Yeah. What is a book that's helped you with your thrive beyond the seven rings? <laughs> seven rings <of> marriage? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you can plug that too. I'm, I'm reading it by the way. So yeah. So you can yeah. I, I can't, I'm looking at my bookshelf to see what I, what I got up here right now. Um, you know what? Uh, this is, uh, I'm going to say what I've, what I've most recently completed. Um, and that is, uh, Will Smith's book. Oh, uh, it is. I, I read, I listened to the audio book and it oh, just, you did the audio. Okay. Is yeah, he reading, the, is he reading the audio? It's like a movie in the book. It's the best audio book I've ever read. And the story, he, he, 
he reads it himself, oh. but he's acting it out. So he's voiceovering other people, um, the other people that are he's, he's mentioning and when they're talking in the book, uh, it's the best one, but it just, I never knew that much about his story. Mm-hmm. And so that really inspired me um, and empowered me. And, and, you know, there were, there was funny moments. There's entertaining moments. There's life lessons in there. There's inspiration. It's got everything wrapped in one. So um, I'm, I'm a little frustrated because nobody else in my family's read it yet. And they want me to not talk about it until they yeah, read until it. So, they like, read it. so it's funny. Yeah, I, 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 I have it, but I have another book that I'm reading. And I can't wait to start it. But I'm curious, would you recommend the audio book? I, I highly recommend the audio. I haven't read the book book, but the audio, I'll, I'll probably read the book um, as well because my wife has it. Yeah. But uh, I I would say the audio will nobody will be disappointed. It is I'm telling you, it's maybe like I'll, he's a he, check it out. Mm-hmm. he's one of the goats of of the entertainment and acting world, and he put all of that into the production yeah. of and the acting of that book yeah. audio book. What is an app that helps you with your thrive? Uh, the U version Bible app <laughs> every day. My, every, my streak. Let me let me see what my streak is right now. I you know you're not gonna you're gonna one day I went to Niagara Falls and. <laughs> And I was just in a different environment. And for whatever reason, I woke up, no prayer. Like, what the, I don't know what happened. I just, I don't know, it was the hotel room. The hotel room said we not prayed today. And, yeah. and by the time I remembered, I didn't open it for the day. You were yeah, hurt. You were hurt. You were hurt. <laughs> it's painful. You were hurt. Yeah. That was 104 I, days ago. So I'm, I'm up at 104. How about you? I am at 249. Uh, I was at and, 279. <laughs> and look, I'm, I'm mad at myself because the, the days that I missed, I, I was on, on this kick of I'm, on, I'm not going to mess with my phone. I'm only going to read paper and print copies. And so then I look in high school, I was like, man, I should have just kept going. I should just open up and left that verse of the day and go, now every day, verse of the day. So every day I pick up to. my phone. Yes. So that's the only reason I pick up my phone in the morning. And so now I have a question for you. What is one misconception that people have of you? And I, you know, actually, I would love if you share from a relationship marriage perspective, like maybe have of you and Stefana as they see, as they, you know, they know what you do, you know, you've written this book, but what's one misconception that people might have of you and your marriage as they see you both thriving with your family? Yeah. And I think this goes for anybody in any area, but especially marriage, when you're teaching or helping other couples with marriages, that your marriage is perfect. Mm. And that's sort of the model marriage. Uh, we're a flawed marriage, just like everybody else. Um, in fact, the last time we spoke, we literally gave a talk on communication Friday night, the last session. And, the, and then we did not communicate the rest of the night, went to bed, not speaking, woke up, not speaking, had to be on stage at 9 a.m. the next morning. And we didn't speak until we were walking up the stage. And so that wow. beginning of that talk, I had to talk about it. Wow. Um, but that's who we are. Um, but we committed. We were like, we're this, what we're getting ready to do. Yeah, we're frustrated and mad at each other over something small, but we committed to come and help these I think there was a thousand couples there to grow in their marriages. And the best way to do that was to be transparent and share it. Wow. That's that's big. That touched me right now. Woof, Goosebumps. <sighs> so where do we find more of you online? Yeah. Yeah. You can um, go to happily married mm-hmm. And then if you do happily married forward slash in my skin, <laughs> got a special link. Uh, I have a free copy of the seven rings of marriage for you. Uh, you would just have to pay for shipping. Oh my gosh. Listen to that listeners. Wow. <laughs> In my skin. I love that. Okay. Thank you. Yes. And anywhere else? 
Um, you can check me out on my blog, JackieBletzel.com. Okay. And then all, all my social media handles are connected to, to my blog, and all of our uh, married, uh, happily married couple social media handles are on that blog as We're well. We're going to promote that thing, and I'm actually going to also put all of those links in the show notes. Oh, my gosh. Awesome. This has been so awesome. I felt like it was actually personal therapy, but... <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> You know, my final question to you is this, this podcast is called Empowered in My Skin and would love to know, you know, in best Jackie form, what that means to you. Empowered in my skin is just um, being who I am, wherever I am, no matter who's in the room and no matter what's at stake. Because sometimes when something is at no big at stake or that. small at stake, we're a different person. So be you in all areas at all times, no matter what's going on in your, around you. What is at stake? I love that. Jackie, thank you. I so, so excited. Thank you for saying yes. And yeah, uh, very, you. very lovely to share energy with you. And to all my listeners, you know, this is sadly where I have to say, we're out. Bye-bye. <laughs> so there you have it. I hope you are thriving and feeling empowered and thoroughly enjoyed this episode. And remember, whatever platform you're listening to this on, please subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast with someone else that you think can benefit from the tips that were delivered. As Tom Bilyeu says, when we help others think in a way that is empowering, that is the lead domino to create real change in this world. It's been awesome sharing energy with you. It's your girl, and I'm out.